When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Table Talk for Moms podcast. I am Lauren and I'm actually alone today. I don't have any sisters here recording with me, but I have asked them to come on. So you'll be hearing their voices. It's not just going to be me today, but as far as recording, we're all alone. So I'm going to skip the opening snack time segment that we usually do because I already feel like I'm talking to myself enough as it is. So We'll just kind of jump into it today. It's officially 2023, which feels absolutely wild to say, but we hope you had a wonderful holiday break with your families and you were able to enjoy some time together. I know the holidays can be really stressful and complicated, and we hope you know that you are so valued and welcomed here with us around the table. We have some really exciting things planned for this next year, both on the podcast and over on Six Sisters Stuff. So if you haven't hit that little plus sign or follow button wherever you are listening to podcasts, please do so. We appreciate your support of this fun new thing we've taken on this year with this podcast, and we just really wanted to thank you for being here. If you have any recommendations for shows or things you want to hear this year or just want to let us know what you think of the show, we would love if you left us a quick review as well. So before I get into what we're going to be talking about today, I do want to add a small disclaimer. This is not going to be a regular goal-setting podcast. I'm not going to go through the SMART goals, if you remember that from like elementary school or anything like that. My goal for today is that you take away something from this episode, whether it's new ideas or a different perspective on what goal-setting can look like in your individual life. I think oftentimes we see goals that everyone is setting or we see goals that we feel like we should be setting, whether that's financial, physical, emotional, whatever it may be. I know I can't be the only one right now getting spammed with the weight loss ads and challenges and sometimes it can just feel really loud and discouraging. So I want to take a few minutes today to dive into what a great opportunity a new year brings us to set small goals and intentions. We don't really play by the go big or go home rules here. What's most important is being your truest and happiest self. And hopefully we can find some goals or intentions that are in line with that. I reached out to my sisters and my mom and asked if each of them would just send in a small voice clip of what their goals looked like for this year. And I learned something so incredible. Every single person sets goals differently, just like we all have different personalities and love languages and likes and dislikes. We all progress at different paces and in different ways. Some of us are to-do list kind of people and we love to have our goals mapped out down to the weekly strategic item that we're able to mark off as completed. Some of us set intentions, maybe that's a word of the year or a phrase that they want to live by for the year. 
So as we go through today and you hear something that maybe you know will not work for you, just keep listening because I promise all of these goals and methods of goal setting are so different and all of them can work. So to start off, I thought I would share my own personal goal for the year. In years past, I've always tried to set goals for myself in different categories, usually overwhelming myself and not following through with them because my stage of life is just way too crazy right now to spend one hour reading every day, one hour working out, and one hour preparing homemade, nutritious food for my family. No, that's just not really possible for me right now. So this last year, instead of setting goals like that, I decided to set an intention. I chose a word that I wanted to live by, and every time I was faced with a choice, that word would pop into my head. It surprisingly took a lot of pressure off my plate as I went through my year, making small choices that ultimately followed my one intention for the year. I felt like I really grew in that area of my life, and while I probably could have done more, I feel like I did enough. I can look back and distinctly remember choosing that intention over other things, and it feels so good to truly see progress in that area of my life. So that's where I'm at again this year. We are choosing a new word and we are moving forward. My word for the year is simplify. I wanted to try something a little bit different this year instead of adding more things to my already overflowing plate. I am going to take things away. I'm going to stop holding myself to this high expectation that I have to be everywhere at one time. I have to buy or do certain things to be considered worthy of being happy. I'm going to say no to things that make me feel overwhelmed or burnt out. I'm just going to simplify my life. We have a baby coming in April and my hope is to simplify a few things around the house as well, cleaning out closets, cupboards, organizing those things that I've been meaning to organize since we moved into our house like three years ago. (laughs) So basically I'm going to try and be in nesting mode for the next few months and then stick to the simplification throughout the rest of the year. So that is my word. In my current season of life, adding a new goal or new thing to my day was just not going to happen with soon to be three kids under the age of four running around. I needed something simple. Kendra sets goals similarly to me. So here's what she had to say about setting an intention or word of the year. I have a ton of goals for the new year, 2023, but I feel like my biggest ones include the word movement. Movement is my year for 2023 in all aspects of my life. I feel so much better when my body has movement in the mornings. I feel more accomplished when I am active with my kids and doing things with them and moving with them and playing with them. Um, I also have lots of goals that include movement in business and in family and in relationships. I just would love to continue to move forward with my life. So my goal and my word, I guess, for the year is movement and just continue to progress. I love, there's a talk called 1% Better, and I just love the idea of every day just be 1% better in one aspect of your life. So that's my goal, and my word for the year is movement and just trying to improve myself with mental health, with my kids, in any way, just move forward just a little bit in every aspect of my life. 
Even with the same method of choosing a word, I love how she's used her word in different goals, physically, emotionally, professionally, and so much more. The word movement can be so powerful in all of those aspects. And if you know Kendra, you know she's a total go-getter, so this makes perfect sense to me. I wanted to give a few more examples of other words that would set up your year for success. A few ideas that I have loved and seen other friends or family members set have been words like aware, balance, service, mindful, faithful, calm, happy, present, progress, forgiveness, which I think is an awesome one. After seeing all of these ideas, I'm honestly tempted to just choose one and do it each month, but simplify, right? Trying to simplify. So I love how just having one overall intention can completely make a shift in your everyday choices. For me and for Kendra, this has been what works best for us. But there are plenty more ladies to hear from still, so let's see what Camille has to say because she has a few ideas that may resonate with you. At the start of a new year, it kind of becomes a time of reflection for me. And instead of making goals for the upcoming year, I actually like to ask myself three questions. And I do this in a journal um, as a way to hold myself accountable. And I just, when I can write stuff down, I feel like it really helps to make it more clear in my mind. And so the first question that I ask myself is, what were my wins from the past year? And wins can be big or small. It just is basically me um, writing down and thinking about just all the good things that happened, all of the wins. I feel like when we can train our brains to look for the positive things that happened in our lives, it's just such a happier place to be. So that's where I start. I go through the year and just think about all of my wins, all of my successes. The second question that I ask myself, and it's kind of a two-part question, is what were the hard things or the challenges that I went through this year that I had to experience this year? And um, the follow-up question to that is what were the lessons I learned from them? I truly believe that the trials and the challenges and the hard things that we go through are for are good. Ultimately, um, it doesn't feel that way always when you're going through it. But when I can look back and reflect, usually there is something that I learned from those hard times and from those lessons, and it helps to shape me into the person that I am becoming. And so I like to even think about those hard times, but also think about the good that maybe came from those hard times. And if I'm in the middle of it and I'm still learning a lesson, I obviously don't write that down, but um, I feel like everybody, uh, there's something to be learned from everything that we go through. So that's the second one. The third thing that I ask myself is, what do I want out of this new year? At the end of this year, where do I want to be? What's the outcome that I am going for? Who is the person I want to become? And so I kind of take a minute and just brainstorm, like, where do I want to be in a year? What do I want that to look like? What kind of person do I want to be? And um, I just kind of write down some of my ideas that come to me. Now, if I were to tuck this in a drawer and pull it out in a year, um, it wouldn't do me much good. And so what I do actually is every Monday, I run through these questions. Again, I take five minutes and just kind of in my head, like, think about, okay, what were my wins for this week? What were my, you know, hard things or challenges for this week? And for the third question, am I doing the things 
that are leading me to the person that I want to become, that are getting me to the outcome that I want to have at the end of this year. And it's just kind of this time of accountability and reflection, just making sure I'm staying in alignment with who it is that I want to become. So I don't really make goals. I just kind of ask myself and reflect on these questions um, each week. And then at the end of the year, I kind of do a big summary of the whole year. But um, it's taken a lot of trial and error to find what works for me. And this is something that has really helped me just um, intentionally uh, set some goals and ideas that, that um, lead me to the outcome that I want. So that's what I do. I know I am not alone when I say there is something so therapeutic about writing in a physical journal and truly reflecting on past experiences. Camille always does such a great job at staying so positive and moving forward with so much faith and hope. Her last question, what kind of person do I want to become in one year, has had me thinking all week and actually influenced what kind of word I was going to choose for myself. If you could sit down with your end of 2023 self, what kind of person would you want to be sitting with? Reflecting on that each week is such a great idea to make sure your intentions are aligned with your actions. Creating a check-in habit like this is such an awesome idea. I think this would be perfect for anyone else out there who may not be into setting goals, but instead creating some habits that have you working all year toward what you want to become. Okay, we have two more to listen to. Steph and our mom had some more traditional goals for the year, but each took a different angle when planning out what they wanted to accomplish. The one thing I love about both of their goals is that they are small, small things that they can accomplish each day to help them work toward, again, being their happiest self. The person they want to sit down with at the end of 2023. We'll hear from mom first. Hi, this is Sid. I wanted to share with you a couple of goals I've set for myself for 2023. And I didn't want them to be too overwhelming, but yet enough that it makes me push a little bit and stretch to improve. So my first one is a few years back, my sister gave me a book and it's called One Line a Day and it's a five-year memory book. And so every day you can just take a minute or two. The, the space it gives you for each day is just a couple of lines and you just record the events that are most worthy of remembering or the highlight of your day or the things that you don't want to forget. And so I'm going to try to do that. Just a couple lines at the end of each day of what really stood out for me. And then my second goal is I love to read, but I don't really make the time for that in my day. And so I wanted to try and challenge myself to read a book a month. And so whether I will be listening to those books or trying to read them, I might go back and forth on that. But I'm excited. I've had a few books sitting on my nightstand for a while. And this is the year I'm going to dive in and get those read. And I'm excited just, just to challenge myself and to try to improve in any way I can. And it's always fun. Kind of a new beginning. So... That's it. My favorite thing that our mom said was that she wanted to push herself to improve. Her goals were not about completely changing who she was, but improving who she is and improving just that 1% better like Kendra was talking about. I'm going to link that talk down below so you can go and check it out, but it's an awesome read if you are looking for just some advice and inspiration on improvement. 
Steph has focused her goal setting around small habits, but all of them can produce such big changes. So let's hear what she has to say too. So for the stage of life that I'm in right now with lots and lots of little kids still running around and still a lot of kids at home, not even in school yet, I have found that the more underwhelming the goal the more achievable it is for me in this phase of my life. And so while I don't have these huge, massive goals, I do like to focus on small, little achievable habits, maybe, that I can work on during the year. And so this year, I want to create more than I consume. So my goal is to try and create, take some time, like 10 to 20 minutes, three times a week. Because to me, that's totally doable and a little bit underwhelming. But also, I know that creating, whether that's like just sitting and making a video or writing or producing something, something along those lines. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm creative in different ways. <laughs> But I feel like that will help my mental health. And then the other goal that I have also to help my mental health is to just move my body. Like nothing specific at all. Nothing like I'm going to run three days. No, I'm just going to move my body like on purpose doing some sort of exercise that sounds good to me three days a week. So those are my super underwhelming goals for the new year for the stage of life that I'm in. But I figured the more underwhelming, the more likely I'll be to achieve them and set more in the future. I think underwhelming might honestly be the best word for 2023 that I have ever heard. While she downplayed all of these goals, I think we all know as moms how difficult some of these things can truly be. Creating more than consuming and making that time for ourselves to take care of our own mental health can be such a challenge. I love the idea of creating small habits that will make such huge change in our lives. I asked a few of you over on our Instagram page, Table Talk for Moms, if you're not following us there, go and check it out. That's where we continue these conversations each week and we engage with you and it's so much fun. But I asked a few of you what your goals were for 2023 and we got some really good ideas for small habits like this that I wanted to share with you today. One of my very favorites was creating the habit of completing the laundry from start to finish. Wash, dried, put away, before she went to bed. Like how life-changing would that small habit be? I know I'm not the only person in the world who has restarted a load of laundry like six times because you leave it in the washer and it starts to get that weird smell. Imagine if you didn't have to do that the whole year. That was a good one. Another great one was taking five minutes at the beginning of each day or in the evening to just plan out her day and write down her main objectives or to-dos on her list. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We are a to-do list family. We fully support this one and you are welcome here. Um, someone said their goal was to take a few minutes each day to get dressed out of their pajamas. I 
loved this one. You take that time for yourself. You totally deserve to feel confident and put together. And how different are your days when you feel like you take the time to just spend like two minutes on yourself? It really does make such a huge difference. I loved that one. Another one was to take a few minutes each evening or morning to read their Bible. And someone said something similar, but to read an uplifting book. I also loved that. I am really big on trying to get that done each day, and it really can change your life if you just give a few extra minutes to God or to improving yourself, whatever that might look like for you, and to just take that time again for yourself each day, just five minutes. Someone submitted that they were going to rewrite their daily affirmations, start a new fresh set of them for the year, and then stay consistent with repeating those. And I loved this one. I think we actually have an entire episode coming in a few weeks about daily affirmations. So if you're new to them or you're kind of unsure or they just seem a little whack, we're going to talk about it soon. So stay tuned for that. But I love the idea of rewriting them, getting some new ones for 2023, and again, working on who you want to become. I think these are all such great examples of changing our mindset around goal setting. You don't need to completely change your life. You don't need to set goals in every single aspect and category and spend hours a day in January trying to accomplish those goals only to get burnt out and quit in February. I hope you can find a goal or a habit or an intention that can really make a difference in your life this year. If you do one thing, I hope it's that you know this year that you are worth it. You are worthy of happiness, of friendship, and of love as you are right now. There is a quote a friend shared with me this week when I had mentioned I was getting ready to talk about goal setting and I just wanted to leave it with you really quick. Um, it's anonymous. I, it's like a Pinterest image, so I don't know who said the quote, but I'll share it on social media this week. Um, it says, remember, you are in control of how you show up in the world. I hope you choose to be big and not shrink for the comfort of others. Give yourself permission to take up space and bloom wildly without regret. Thank you so much for being here. 2023 is totally our year. We've totally got this and we are cheering you on from our kitchen table. Thank you so much for listening today and we will catch you next week. 